this may not be my shortest message ever to you, but it will be among the shorter options. Um, I wish, we wish we could find some way to fully express the depth and the breadth of our gratitude for all of the love and support that you've shown us across the years. The words escape us, and we just can't find a way to adequately express it. So I will simply restate what I said last week on behalf of Diana and myself and just say thank you. Um, You guys have just been amazing. I am in a unique place, as I've already alluded to, of feeling like on some level there's nothing more for me to say while at the same time having great angst that I haven't said enough or left something unsaid. After reviewing my notes over this past series and actually over this past year, reviewing the recommendations of others, most of you don't know, some of you may have heard me reference it, for literally decades, I've had a file in my sermon file drawer that was labeled resignation. I will confess to you that I've pulled it out a time or two. (laughs) I will confess to you that over the years I've been collecting stuff from others who offer counsel for times like this. But after reviewing my notes, after reviewing those notes, after seeking the counsel of others who have been listening to these messages, I'm choosing to conclude this series with two final must not comments. Moving forward, you as a church and you as individuals must not doubt yourselves. After listening to all of your wonderful comments, after reading what so many of you have written to us recently and across the years, I also kept a file. If you sent me a nice note, it got saved for at least a while. If you sent me a not-so-nice note, it got read, prayed over, and filed appropriately, if you understand what I mean. (laughs) So over the past few months, I've been pulling out the warm fuzzy folder, as I called it. And if what many of you have said to us recently and across the years is true, and I have no reason to think you would say it if you didn't feel it was true, I want to say, if God has used us to influence you in the ways you say that he has, then you have what it takes already within you to keep moving forward in your faith journey, individually and collectively. You have what it takes to keep moving forward, even if our direct influence is reduced. And I say reduced in that we will always pray for you. And I hate to tell you, that's got more to go for you than us being here bodily. Moving forward, you as a church and you as individuals must not doubt yourselves. In other words, you've got this. Understand me well. Individually, you've got what it takes because you've got Jesus And you've got what we have shared together. And you have each other. 
So whether we are here bodily or not, I mean, please understand, not that we won't miss it and not that you won't miss us, but you've got this. And just don't doubt yourselves. Secondly, moving forward, you as a church and you as individuals must not underestimate yourselves. Again, if Diana and I, as God worked through us, have truly made a difference, if we have done our job, then after 41 years, you should have the tools you need to keep moving forward. Individually and collectively, you have incredible potential, regardless of our direct influence. It is simply up to you to lean into that potential and for you to develop that potential. Have any of you arrived? I hate to burst your bubble, but no. (laughs) Do you have the capacity to keep moving forward? Without a doubt. And in times of uncertainty, again, this is my personality, but in times of uncertainty, it is very natural for us to doubt ourselves to underestimate our potential. And I just want you to say, want to say, you've got this. I know there's a lot of uncertainty, but you've got it. At the Christmas party, many of you were there a couple months ago, the guest speaker made a joke paralleling the length of my tenure to that of Moses leading the Israelites in the wilderness. I would like to think that there is a promised land ahead of for you. I would also like to think I don't have to die for you to find it, all right? <laughs> but I just want to say, I'm sure when stuff began to buzz around the Israelite camp, <clears throat> that Moses wasn't going with them to claim the promised land. I've got to believe their confidence level took a hit that he wasn't going to be leading them moving forward. But you know what? They made it. Along the way, they lost some battles, and it was miserable. They had some incredibly difficult, hard times, but they also won some battles. And in the end, they claimed the promise. Now... I do not put myself on the level of Moses when it comes to leadership or walk with God or any of that, even though there was a picture circulating of me trying to look like Moses. But anyway, I loved it because I had to color my hair to make it silver back then. But anyway, just understand that it had to be unsettling. I suspect Joshua may have said, me? I'm not ready. I'm used to having Moses have my back. But you know what? Moses didn't go with them, but God did. Moses couldn't have stopped the river so they could walk through, but God could. Moses couldn't have just spontaneously made the walls of Jericho fall, but God could. So... You all are well well aware of my limitations, of our limitations. 
But understand, the God who goes with you moving forward has no limitations. None. Don't underestimate yourselves. I also think about David's dream to build a temple to honor God. That was just, he just so much wanted to do that. But in spite of his best efforts, God made it clear that that was not to be. Nope. I know you really want to. I know you think you should get to. But it's not going to happen. We know, because Scripture tells us, that when Solomon discovered it was going to be his responsibility to do what his dad had always dreamed of doing, that it was his responsibility to embrace this grand endeavor that would be his father's legacy and his own legacy. When he understood that was going to fall on his shoulders and not his dad's shoulders, the first thing Solomon did was ask for wisdom. And God gave him wisdom, and he gave him a lot more. And so again, don't underestimate yourself, because God's wisdom is there for you also. It may not be clear instantaneously, but it's there, and he's there. I believe that each of you as individuals and that the local body of Christ called Caring Community Church have what it takes to keep moving forward to accomplish great things in the name of Jesus. Diane and I have commented numerous times, especially over the past year, go figure. And I've commented to you, sometimes we just look around and think, how did God do that? I mean, we didn't bring that much to the table ever. But somehow God made it enough. He accomplished something great because individually and collectively we were willing to be part of the process. And I will say this next week as well. And write this down, okay? Just because we're leaving, God's not going anywhere. He's not changing anything. He is still more than capable of working through any of you individually and all of you collectively. Will there be times, oh, I missed, yes, of course, I hope there will be anyway. (laughs) But, but seriously, I know we're all thinking about what's going to change and what we're going to miss, but we've got to think about what won't change. And what will change is far less significant than what will not change. Because God is here, and he's got this. I wish I could tell you what it's going to look like. I don't have a clue. But I know what he's capable of. Because if it were not for his amazing capabilities, none of this would be here. You wouldn't be sitting here today. That's all God. That's not Stephen Diana Schaaf. And he's not going anywhere. So, I know. 
even if you think you don't have the capacity to do or don't have what you need to keep moving forward, what I do know is you have the capacity to learn what you need to in order to keep moving. Because at every step of the way, friends, when we've decided to build a building, again, to say I was clueless is a gross understatement. But somehow, collectively, we learned what we needed to. Individually, in your own spiritual journey, you may be, I'm just trying to figure this out. Yup, keep at it, because you're always going to be trying to figure it out. But you have the capacity to learn. So, one more time. Understand. Yes, it's going to be different. It's going to be weird. Yes, there are going to be those sad moments and there will be those happy moments as you look back. But understand, you've got this because you're his, not ours. Pray with me. Father, what a glorious privilege it is to rest in the confidence and assurance that we are yours individually and that we are yours collectively. And Father, we celebrate what you have done in the past. But more significantly, Father, we celebrate what you're going to do moving forward. Father, to just receive members just now, to be prepared to baptize some folks, Father, you're not going anywhere. And the people you've put together in this moment in time, in this specific body of believers, you have uniquely equipped. I think of Esther and her statement about how she was in God's moment in time for a specific purpose. And Father, these folks here may not have realized it a year ago, but they're here for this moment because you ordained them because you know they've got this to accomplish your purposes in their lives and in the life of this church and in the life of this community. We thank you and we praise you, Father. Amen. As the worship